Live from Gilbert, Arizona, for the grand opening of the new Pella Windows and Doors showroom experience, it's Rosie on the house. That's right. Open the door and let them in. That's what we're doing this morning in our live broadcast from the Pella Experience Center. We're on McQueen Road, just south of Elliott in Gilbert. Come on down. We've got catering. We're going to feed you. We're going to show you all the Pella products. We're going to register you to win a Traeger family size giant Traeger grill. We'll give you some new 2022 Rosie on the House calendars. We've got the Rosie on the House souvenir shirts uh, and a nice, comfortable crowd is showing up this morning. One of the things we try and do at Rosie on the House in becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend is is print this calendar. And for a long time, we never printed the names of our members. But the calendar now includes a complete list of our statewide partners, Rosie certified partners. And I'd like to welcome actually one of our very newest partners. We are still allowing people on the network. Some people think it's a closed network. We're still allowing people on, but only when we can find somebody that can make it through the screening process. <laughs> so I want to introduce Mr. Ian Hanley. Ian from Pinpoint Leak Detection. Yes, sir. Now, when I saw, I don't see the applications until they've already made it through step one, two, and three. And I saw yours on my desk, so that tells me, okay, they've already made it through the first three steps. Uh, now I get to take a look at it and uh, figure out, are they a good fit for us? Are they a good fit for the Arizona homeowner? And are, are we a good fit for you? Mm-hmm. I was intrigued from the first minute I picked your file up and then went on your website and started looking at your uh, internet information. Yeah. What, what have you got going on? Yeah, thanks you, for having me. You are me. just so finely tuned on this. Yeah. Yeah, so we're super passionate about leak detection in the Valley. Uh, There's a huge need for leak detection. I started in the Valley roughly 16 years ago doing service and repair, and it branched off to underground leak detection. Um, For swimming pools? For swimming pools, spas, fountains, and water features, correct. Correct, yes. There's a huge need, as I said. You know, so many homeowners out there are so key and focused on just finding concerns and issues with the pool above ground but nobody looks underground for any of this stuff and you have the equipment you can actually pinpoint leaks in a swimming pool irrigation system or in the actual shell itself that is correct yeah so we use a variety of computerized equipments sonar equipment pressure testing methods dye testing techniques we're able to pressurize the pool underground and above ground and we're able to isolate a certain area if it fails its pressure test. And then we'll hone in on it with sonar equipment and we'll find the exact location of where that leak may be. Now my swimming pool leak detection equipment consists of an empty five-gallon bucket. <laughs> That's what and, you're saying. And I just fill it up. I put it on the first or second step. Yeah. And I fill the water inside the bucket to match the exact level Correct. of the water outside the bucket. And then I turn the pool off and turn the auto filler off. 
and uh, watch it for two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if those two aren't identical at the end of the two days, something's off. Correct. But after that, okay, so I've detected a leak. I have no idea what to do from that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's a great uh, st- starting step for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we always recommend testing your pool, irregardless if you see something or not, every couple of years. Keep in mind, water never rises to the top of the surface in most cases. It actually goes down. And a lot of times you won't see it on your water bill because you're so accustomed to paying roughly that amount every month. So always remember, especially, Rosie, if you're buying a home, it's the biggest expense you're going to be doing probably in your lifetime. Think about the underground aspect of a pool and certainly check that box and testing it if you can. Now, Ian, um, we, we have a history of of making contractors mad at us sure um because one they partly think that the the referral network is closed and we don't let anybody else in that's not true um would you mind sharing with the homeowners what did we put you through i mean have you ever been through a screening process like that before (laughs) i was joking with the front office i mean it took every bit of almost two and a half months yeah i felt like you were going to bring me in for a dna sample (laughs) a hair follicle sample i hadn't thought of that (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. and and one of the things we do at Rosie on the House, again, for the homeowner, we do it for the homeowner, is we meet as a partnership of all of our network. And so you, we had a network meeting here yeah. at the Pella Show on Thursday night. What did you think of the caliber of people you met in the other Rosie certified partners? Yeah, top notch, top notch contractors. You know, it's funny. I actually knew a couple of the partners already from years of business together. And yeah, I couldn't say, I couldn't say any greater things. Everybody is passionate about what they're doing. Everybody cares to a great deal. And sure. you, you've been primarily, you've built this business for starting at pool servicing business now to the pool leak detection business that you're focusing on like a laser. You've really been kept busy oh, yeah. by other pool builders. Oh, yeah. But in joining Rosie on House Network, we're going to try and reach out and educate the homeowners mm-hmm. as to how they ought to think about this or regularly consider getting it tested. Correct. It's not a test that you do yearly, but it's something you look out for constantly. Look at your autofill leveler. If it's hissing, which is very similar to a toilet leveler, yeah, that's a sign that you may have a leak. When you open that water bill or when you look online at that water bill, if it seems elevated, that could be a sign of a leak. Again, if you see standing water around the yard, oh, that's, that's a given. That's never good. <laughs> right? Especially close to the pool yeah. or the spa. That could be a leak. Well, Ian, congratulations on making it through the screening process. Thank you for joining us and, and meeting all of our other partners the other night. And if a homeowner wanted to visit with you about pool leak detection, I want to make it specific. This isn't leak detection, plumbing lines, water supply lines. This is swimming pool leak pinpoint That's correct. leak detection. Correct. How, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, so it's very easy. You can certainly call our main office at 602-777-0771. Or you can reach out to us via text 480-531-7730. 
or you can visit us online at pinpointleaksaz.com. And as of about three weeks ago, you can find them at rosieonthehouse.com. Yes, yes. Ian, thanks a bunch for joining us, man. Yes, Appreciate you got it, guys. Thank you. All righty. Broadcasting live from the Pella Experience Center here this morning. We're in the 10 o'clock hour where we open it up to the inquiries and questions we've been getting all week long. We've had several people. We've got a good crowd here. Several people have walked up the last couple of hours and given us questions. And I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, uh, Adam and I touched on it a little bit about the confusion over the supply chain that we're experiencing in the building and remodeling industry. And our article today is about buying new appliances. And Jennifer and I have recently gone through this. An oven. I, I don't know why that 40-year-old oven quit working. <laughs> or the freezer. <laughs> or, the yeah, fridge. yeah, and the fridge quit. Yeah, I mean, all zero our, was 40 years old. All yeah. our 40-year-old stuff died all like within the same month. So we were out shopping. And... Um, what I would have to say about that is if you think your appliance is anywhere near end of life, go ahead and shop and order because we ended up buying a fridge that we're not real happy with because it wasn't the size we're accustomed to or like to have. So, But we had you can't go you know, it, six weeks without a It's good fridge. for you and I, but with all the kids growing up, we, we just grew so accustomed to that ginormous big old monster Sub-Zero that we had that uh, the one we got works for us. But not any time the grandkids come over or uh, Sunday afternoon barbecue after church, you know, and bring family and friends over. So uh, sh- shop hard right now. And the first question you should ask in appliances, and it's not the appliance distributor's fault. The first question you should ask is, how long do I have to wait? <laughs> in the kitchen remodeling we're doing at, at Rosie Wright Remodeling, We've ordered appliances in April. We were told we would have in July that we just took reception of two weeks ago. So they were months late. Uh, It makes it tough to kind of finish a project on time. So in your shopping, that may be the number one question. You're going to see all the gadgets. You're going to see all the tricks. You're going to see all the little gadgets. Uh, gizmos that come attached to your appliances today but that you know someone told me that there was a particular brand of refrigerator that if you were shopping for it today and there were a couple specific features that you wanted you put your name on the list and they're they're telling you you have delivery in the summer of 2023 Hmm. so you might want to change your mind that's a long time to wait for a refrigerator that's a long time to wait for a refrigerator. So, National Home Building Associations talks about the shortage of materials are now more widespread than at any time since the Home Building Association started tracking the issue. More shortages of more different kinds throughout the country than ever before. More than 90% of the builders they surveyed reported shortages of appliances framing lumber and plywood and exactly 90 percent said there was a shortage of plywood as nearly as many respondents said there was a shortage of windows and doors so it's the current situation we've got today as you are considering 
remodeling or upgrading anything in about and around your house or home just know you might want to bring an extra capsule of patience and deal with people you trust and respect so when they give you a delivery date you know you can count on it you tell all your friends Casting live from the Pella Window and Door Showroom in Gilbert, Arizona, 190 South McQueen. Uh, the event, the broadcast goes to 11, as it does every Saturday. Today, the showroom's open till three. So if you can't get out while we're broadcasting live, don't think you missed it. You still have four more hours to come out and ha- experience the Pella difference. We've got Rosie on the house home maintenance calendars. You can take one, or you can take a box of 50, or you can take three boxes. Uh, we've got I don't know how many shirts left. Looks like maybe about four or five. T-shirts left, maybe a few more than that. Um, the lunch will be uh, distributed here shortly. They're wrapping up breakfast right now. Uh, they're giving away a Traeger grill, and you can come preview what uh, our favorite line of windows are. And I think, pretty confident, when you go through it, uh, you'll see why, and they will be your favorite window uh, as well. Uh, quick follow-up on your appliances. I didn't realize how hard it was to buy an appliance. I had um, a Maytag washer and dryer I bought used 20 plus years ago. (laughs) And I bought it knowing I was getting ready to build the house, but the deal was so good, I just bought it and stuck it at the office. And uh, there was a company in Surprise called Denny's Appliance Repair, and they would also sell. And there was a couple times, you know, I had my washer to work on, and they were great. I just, I told them how to get in the garage. They would get in. They'd leave the parts. They'd leave the service ticket. I'd write them a check. You know, I had to do that twice. Well, they, about 10 years ago, retired. So for the Northwest Valley, there just hasn't been anything. And the dryer went out. And this was on, like, a Tuesday. Um, You can't go to a big box store and buy an appliance. I thought I could just go pick up a dryer. They're showrooms. And like, yeah, and the delivery was like a couple weeks out. And I'm like, I can't leave Amanda <laughs> without a dryer for three weeks. Well, you the could. kids are already complaining you, you after, could. after two days that the cro- they don't like crunchy clothes because we're air the drying lines, yeah. Well, dead. B&B Appliances has a surprise location now. And you can oh, go pick hoot. up scratch and dent appliances pick them up i mean they've got they've got the sub-zero they've got the wolf they've got you know a great showroom but over here scratch and dent pick your size we loaded in the truck went home and then um our bayer appliance in tempe yes they uh have specialized in appliance uh repair and service and still do but they have expanded in their new location and also have um, a series of appliances that oh. you can get as there as well. So if you're like in a situation where you don't care about the manufacturer, you don't care about the style, you don't care about you know matching the washer and the dryer, you just need something now. You've got Bear Appliance for the Tempe area, and then North Phoenix and Surprise B&B now has two locations. Very good. And that's true. You can't just go pick something up and bring it home. Very often. Got to share all those little tips. Yeah. 
Hey, I've got a nice little bank of questions here from homeowners that we've okay. got all week. Okay. Um, you ready? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a hint. All you right. tell me. Am I ready? All right. So, what is involved in raising the floor of a stand-up tile shower? Can it be done? And is it something a handyman should do? So, this is your 1970s vintage tile sunken shower tub. I can relate to that. We put a lot of those in. A lot of those in back in the day. Um, in Arizona, a handyman... Um, is limited to any job, labor, and material that totals less than $1,000. You're not going to get this done for labor and material for $1,000. And the question so, may also be, is it, a DI, is it a DIY? Maybe more of his... It can be. Um, the, the tile removal is... The first thing you've got to do is you've got to get down there at the floor drain. And you've got to bust the concrete up around the drain. Now, what you would hope is that when we built that house, wherever the sewer line came up through the concrete floor, we would usually do what's called a knockout, maybe 12 inches by 12 inches. And we'd run the pipe up through there, and then we'd pour the concrete slab. And then that gives us a little wiggle room when we're mounting the plumbing fixtures when we're finishing the house. And then that little 12 by 12 pop-out gets filled with concrete. Well, we've got to open the floor of the shower up and expose that pipe because we've got to grab onto that pipe to finish lifting the drain up to the new floor level. And I was reading a text question coming in, so I didn't hear the original. I know we're talking about showers. <laughs> uh, like the one in our house, uh, in the kid's bathroom that's sunken, and mm -hmm. they're trying to bring it up. And so, uh, as you were saying, you would clean up. You'd have to break open that drain at the floor and clear out the concrete around. <laughs> <laughs> You're muting me. <laughs> So we'll, work, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come have to break here. We yeah. can continue that conversation. We're broadcasting live at Pella with Nundor again at the Gilbert Showroom. We'll, we're here through 11, and uh, the event today is open till 3. So come on down and check it out. Say hello. And, you know, like I said, we've got, we're down to about the last uh, half dozen shirts. are broadcasting live today what you may not know is we were here just two days ago thursday night Pella window and door here in gilbert hosted the rosie on the house certified partner mixer once a quarter we get together with all of our partners and uh meet greet network uh learn and grow from each other the sanderson rep brought a soft top bronco not the mini size, but the new full-size Bronco. And that was the talk of the night. It, it stole the show. And he didn't even try to. He parked down in the dirt lot uh, to save parking up close for other people. And it was still the talk of the night. The new Ford Bronco. It's back, baby. And I think he was talking about the very next day. He was running up to Flagstaff for an off-road show vehicle. He said there's going to be a couple up there. 
He says that he was already getting phone calls about, what time are you going to get up here? When's it going to be here? When can we see it? I mean, that Bronco has generated that kind of celebrity status for anybody that has one. I was talking to someone the other day. He said, you know, my wife was fortunate enough to get one. And uh, it, it, it's like she's a star. <laughs> she, go, she, goes to, she goes to the grocery store and everybody wants to see her car. You know, and then she'll come back out to the car and there'll be four or five people standing around and say, hey, can I see this car? So the Bronco is just one of the Ford line right now that's getting the top of the headlines and all the attention. People still like to turn that at your Raptor, too. That's a fun, fun vehicle to drive. Always enjoyed my Raptor. Uh, tickled to death with it. Uh, love it to death. And those are just a couple of the vehicles Ford has headlined over the last decade. You got the Mach-E. Boy, I'm, I, I've still got my eye on that Mach-E. I just, I, I, I'm going to end up in one of those here really soon. Uh, and then you've got the Maverick truck and the Ranger truck. Uh, all industry-leading products. And you can shop for them here in Arizona at the nation's leading award-winning Ford dealership, Sanderson Ford in Glendale. And you can shop Sanderson Ford from your very own home with a computer at SandersonFord.com. So take it from us, the Romero family, who haven't bought any other place for close to 40 years, as long as Jennifer and I have been married almost. We haven't bought a car anywhere but Sanderson. And it's because the way they treated me as a kid walking onto the lot looking for that first F-100. Straight six, three in the tree, short wheelbase, four-wheel drive. Boy, that was a bad vehicle. My first Sanderson vehicle, and I can't count how many I've racked up since then. You car shopping, shop Ford. You Ford shopping, shop Sanderson Ford. House shopping, rosieonthehouse.com, or in person today, you can come down to uh, Pella Window and Door. We do have uh, great local uh, tenants here. Food will be out shortly, and we can talk about your home castle or cabin. You know, you don't have to come on air. We won't put you on the spot. A lot of the people that have come up, uh, Jim from Mesa, who had the question about his, he wait, he didn't want to come on air and said no, no, no. And finally, after about ninety minutes, had the courage. I'll, I'll come talk on air. But he did good. We, uh, Reggie, you know, we wrote down some referrals for him on a piece of paper and. Uh, it was a water heater and solar is what yep. I was looking for. So, you know, we can... We, and Miss Ruth and Miss Margaret. And you don't have to go on air. We won't put you on the spot. Now, you had me answering a question <laughs> about a sunken shower conversion to a floor-level shower. And you've got to... And was it a do-it-yourself project? It's, it's... One, it's over this realm of handyman. A handyman cannot legally do that size job in the state of Arizona. They would need to be a licensed contractor. So I got through busting up the floor and finding the drain pipe. Now, that drain pipe goes straight down into the ground, probably about 12 to 14 inches, and sweeps back up towards the floor and then sweeps back down. That's the P-trap. That's the water trap that keeps the sewer gases from entering the drain lines at your at your home. So we don't want to disturb that. We want to grab the drain line 
above the P-trap, extend it up. Now, one of the things you can do that's really cool is you can install a trough drain. And you can actually make this a barrier-free shower entry where you can actually wheel in if needed. If not, you can put a short little threshold there but you put the drain where you want it. It may not just be a four inch diameter drain. It could be the trough drain, the trench drains. Very, very common in today's new showers. Now, once you've got the drain back up, you're gonna fill the, the, uh, the shower. And we do that with a lot of different things. A lot of times, just to fill up space, we take 8816 block and lay them down in there and fill it with ABC and then pour the concrete over the top of that, bring it up flush with the floor. Now, once you've got that done, you've got to get a waterproof liner installed. And that's where it goes beyond do-it-yourself, I believe. When you're getting that pan put in, the waterproof pan the, that needs to be, that's the integrity of the whole unit, whether the shower's going to work correctly or not. That takes a little training. You could watch several hours of YouTube and probably try and do it yourself if you wanted to. But I'll tell you, you've taken the walls down. You're going to don't do this without replacing the shower valve and the head. Um, you've got the walls open. Do it now. Um, the shower pan's the tricky part. And then you rehang either the moisture-resistant board or the cement board. And then you tile and or apply your finished surface on top of that. So, we're just started one like that at 56th Street and Thunderbird. And for you to get it professionally done correctly the right way, we also termite pre-treat that area before we fill it with concrete as well. That's by code. Um, you're going to be you're going to be you're going to be in the neighborhood of twenty to thirty thousand dollars, depending on what finish you pick how you want it finished. We can finish it with tile at $6 a square foot, or we can finish it with marble at $30 a square foot. But that's generally, it's, did I answer the question? It's not a do-it-yourself project. I think you kind of <laughs> talked yourself out of any kind of do-it-yourself aspect. I, um, it's a big job. Yeah. Well, here's kind of a related question. Okay. Is it Arizona state law? for a remodeler to collect 50% of the money ahead of time, ahead of the job. There's no law. Right. Somebody apparently was told that, I think. Yeah, I think. I the way that's, that's worded. No. That's somebody trying to get a big deposit up front, and that's a huge red flag. There are many states that preclude remodelers from getting a deposit at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but it's not unreasonable to but ask But in Arizona, in Arizona, there's no law requiring a 50% deposit. Um, I would tell you, depending on the size of the job and the materials that needed to be ordered to get the job started, it's not unusual for us at Rosie Wright Remodeling to ask for about a fourth down. That lets us order all the materials, get everything on hand, uh, put the time into pulling the permit, getting it staged, getting it ready. And then when we start the job, we get another deposit as well. So, but no, no law mandating 50% deposit. That almost makes you grin <laughs> or cringe, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she asked. So, and if it's a law, it's going to be somewhere. You can say, okay, yeah. show me, where, you know, where in the law book is that, you know. It, it, 
that would be a huge. Uh, it, it would be very easy to find that. You that, would, that would be such a significant game changer to the industry. Um, everybody would know, oh, that's SR, blah, 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 number this, that, because it would be so such a driving force to the industry if that, if that was true. So I think for that homeowner, uh, she should find somebody else. Be, be wary. <laughs> if, if, if who you're considering using is telling you it's law to give a 50% deposit, that's a, that is a major red flag warning you're not dealing with the right person in my mind one of the other questions that i dealt with twice this week is odors in bathrooms and that can really be sourced from several different areas if you're getting a sewer smell in your house one of the very first things you can do is get yourself or someone you trust up on the roof and extend all your sewer vent pipes. If the vent pipes aren't tall enough, they're not carrying the gas away. They're actually creating an inversion that is falling down into your yard and entering around your windows and your doors or coming back in through the overflow of the bathroom itself. We've very, very often just have to extend the vent pipes, and that eliminates the problem many, many times. One stinky bathroom we really had a hard time finding was a carpeted bathroom. We could not track where this smell was coming from. The carpet was dry. Uh, it was very offensive. Uh, it was very obvious what the odor was. Um, the first time I visited the house, I said, <clears throat> I choked a little bit, and I said, well, um, um, you know, I've got to go run an errand. <laughs> Don't let anyone use this bathroom for about 40 minutes. It'll take me about 40 minutes to go and come back. When I came back, no one had used the bathroom, and it still smelled like someone had just used the bathroom. So we started looking around, and it took me a while, but when we pulled back the carpet, they had had the house treated for termites. And the termite treatment company had drilled a hole through the sewer drain. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's very common to drill through the concrete, and that's how you inject your termite treatment underneath the slab. Occasionally, they'll hit a drain pipe, a water supply, they will. Um, electrical line. You know, those things do happen. Isn't, they do. Isn't there a really simple thing, though, too? Like um, if you let the pee traps get dry. So if you have a bathroom that's never used and it starts getting that smell, Absolutely. you just run the water in the sink and in the tub. Sink, and then tub. It, and then we even had a little drain outside. Flush the toilet. We have to go out every once in a while. And that's for the ice maker, the little okay. pee trap yeah. out there. So for if you the have a pee trap dry, it'll do that. But we also um, just found the new product. Romy, do you know the name of that stuff that... Um, Jen just found for us for the septic. Uh, Bio. I'm not kidding y'all. I have tried how many, we've had, we have an older home, 70s, with a septic tank, and it tends to get kind of that, you know, odor. I, don't I, t know. I tend to be You're the only one, one that notices. <laughs> but I put that stuff in two months ago, and had, there has not been one day. Because a lot of times you can, even though we have all the extensions and stuff, if the wind is just right and the pressure and stuff, that stuff will just, I, I you know, we can smell it out farther in the yard from the house even, but not one. 
So we're going to keep testing this, and I'm, we're going to put on the e-store if I keep liking it this much. It is amazing. Romy, did you find the exact name? I, I will by the okay. time the, okay. before the broadcast is over. I'm so I, happy. I took a bag home and ran it into our septic system um, just based off of what they it's labeled to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there, There's so many things that we've seen forever that pour this into your septic, pour this into your yeah, septic, yeah. pour this into your septic. And we've always told everyone, don't, it's a waste. Well, this one, um, the, the way it's designed to react to the bacteria actually does something. The ones in the past were just kind of like a, a bleach treatment. It was like, mm, it's just a waste of time well, and money. Well, I am going to be their biggest testimony. <laughs> well, I'm sure glad we talked about that on there. <laughs> it's important stuff, darn it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and wrap up the live broadcast from the Pella Experience Center in just a few minutes. Y'all stay tuned. Final segment here of Rosie on the House, but it's not the end of today's uh, program. You can come. It'll be the end of the radio transmission, but it won't be the end of today. Pella is hosting this event till 3 o'clock. We'll be here. I mean, it takes an hour at least to pack up. Um, But, you know, we'll be here as long as people want to visit and talk about their home castle or cabin. I was, you can't see it, Mom, but behind you, the catering company is pulling out off breakfast and they're pulling in lunch. And that's M Culinary Concepts. Very good. And, and you can't see what I can see. I'm looking out the window. Breeze is picking up. It's a beautiful day. There's people outside playing beanbag toss. The Kona ice truck just pulled up. Sign up for the Krieger. Traeger. Tra- Traeger. Sorry. Traeger. Um, <laughs> I know where that came Family from. Family size. <laughs> um, grill. And then Rosie on the House calendars and T-shirts. But best of all is the amazing Pella windows. Come, come take a come look. Come see them. Come take a look. What else have you got for me there with the questions during the week? There was one about a, and, f- a fence in Scottsdale. And, and it's Bioseptic Pros, the biopros.com. For okay. That. Would you shoot me that? Te- I want to make sure I can talk about that again. I'm sure people ask me. Um, so this person wants to know, do I have to have a permit to fix my wood fence that was knocked down by a monsoon storm? City of Scottsdale says yes, but the fencing company says they've never pulled one before. That doesn't surprise me. And if the city says yes... A permit's required. That a permit's required. I, so, how, does that fall and not to, <laughs> I've never, for wood fence, I mean, I would ask to see that. Nope. And nothing against the, the city, any one particular city, but, you know, the, memorizing a building code is an encyclopedia. And not everybody that works at city code, and, you know, has those memorized. Most fence permits have to do with verifying the fence was not built in a public utility easement or a setback or violating some dimension of their lot. That's where most fencing permits, as well as height, as required. So, well, I guess that's a whole other topic, too, is like right. who, does, who, who is responsible for the permits, the homeowner or the contractor? Because we had that recently with one of our AC guys. We did. We did. And, and um, you know, to replace a water heater requires a permit. In some cities, they will say, unless a licensed contractor does it. So if you're going to do it yourself, you've got to go pull a permit. But if you hire a licensed plumbing contractor to replace the water heater, 
then they say a permit's not required. Oh. And, and so, Rosie, because yeah. I'm having that done this weekend with my water heater. <laughs> it does, but it does, once it's installed, it has to be inspected by the city, correct? Uh, not as I understand it. Not if it's done by a licensed contractor. I do not believe. I'm writing they're that not, down. They're, they're not asking for any permit or inspection at all. I got it. But we're putting together a building department uh, show in the near future. We're going to have inspectors from all over the different cities talking about what is and isn't required for permitting. Because I think there's been a lot of do-it-yourself stuff going on the last year and a half that hasn't been permitted. And now people, we're actually getting calls right now saying, okay, I know I've got a section that was not permitted. How do I come clean on that? And there, are, there is a way that you can, in fact, come clean on that. So we'll, we'll put that building inspecting show together for all of you there as a homeowner. All right. We'll be wrapping up here from the live broadcast, the Pella Experience Center. It's on McQueen, south of Elliott. We've got the uh, frozen uh, uh, Kona ice truck has just pulled up for treats. Uh, we've been catering breakfast and lunch all morning. Everyone here, we've got a good crowd, has been putting in the application to be the lucky winner for the family-sized Traeger Grill. Pella's giving away to some lucky attendee today. Are, are we? I keep thinking we're out of shirts, but we keep coming up with more and more shirts. We've got lots of rosy T-shirts we're giving out and handing out and signing for our, our guests that are here today. Love doing that. We're handing out lots of the calendars, the Rosie on the House. We call it a calendar, but it's really a homeowner handbook. The 2022 are hot off the press. The ink has just barely dried, and we're distributing them. I think we got them like just the beginning of this week, didn't we? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. And uh, we had a Pam write in from Payson. We wanted to know if she could get added to the mailing list again. Well, if you're already on the mailing list, we're for the going calendar. to send it to you again. If you've already requested one, Ooh. unless you've moved, you'll continue to get that as long as, uh, as you want it. You know, we'll stop sending if you call back and say, I don't want it anymore. Fine. Okay. We'll take you off the mailing list. But it has an updated re contractor referral directory, uh, updated weekly to-dos, updated topics of the month that we'll be covering. That's right. And it helps us uh, you know, put our majority of our programming over a year in advance so it allows us to dive in deeper uh more research more in depth more topics uh, better content and just increasing our ability to provide you the best information about your home castle or cabin it's what we do at rosie on the house happy trails